So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about purity. We're going to talk about the way in which God purifies the church and what that looks like for us as we pursue Jesus. Our first passage is going to be in 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. That word for behold, I think, is really captivating. That we are called to be those who are uh, beholding God, or to behold the truth of his word and the truth of what Jesus has done. And as we behold that, we realize what God has done to call us his children, that as many as received him, speaking of Jesus, to those people he gave the right to be his children. And that is the love of God to us, that we could have the right to be his children through receiving his son. But I really love that uh, it gets into what it looks like for those who receive Jesus. And because we have hope in Jesus Christ that we are going to see him face to face, uh, that we are going to be like him even as he is. It says in the third verse that everyone who has this hope in Jesus purifies themselves just as Jesus is pure. That is incredible. And I believe that the, the natural process of being purified simply comes from us looking to Jesus. That um, when we behold Jesus and we're looking towards Jesus, um, that there's, there's hope in our hearts of his second coming when we, when we understand uh, the gospel, really. Um, and yes, his first coming, he provided salvation, which we needed. We needed his mercy, but he is going to come in judgment and also to restore all things. And as a believer, we should anticipate his second coming, the day in which we are uh, going to be wedded to Christ. And um, as we look towards that day we should be purifying ourselves for that day just as a bride prepares herself to uh, uh, marry her husband um, in the same way uh, that's exactly what God would desire for you and I to do as we wait for his coming and are anticipating that with hope next we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 30 verse 12 and this verse is uh, something I think that is necessary to say, or um, it's a part of um, it's a part of the concept of purity uh, and being washed that I think is important to talk about. Um, so I'll read the verse. 
There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. Um, I think, not like a super fun verse to hear, but one that's important. And uh, I just believe that um, it's really easy for people to look at themselves as pure, to look at themselves as righteous, to not see their own need for the blood of Jesus and his ability to wash them from their filthiness. And here in, in this passage, I I believe that um, obviously it's a very simple concept, but I believe that there are a lot of people who are ignorant of simply what it means to have their sins washed away. Um, the reality of Jesus removing our sins frees us from from sin, and there's there's fruit that comes from that. Um, but I really wanted to focus in on our culture and on the day and age that we live in. Um, it says that in the latter days that people will call good evil and evil good. And God is just and God is going to condemn sin. And I think there's a lot of sin in our day and age that the world doesn't even see as sin. And they reject any need for Jesus and they don't realize their own sinful nature and rebellion against God. And this is really, I believe, where purity itself starts inside of us as we are being made pure for Jesus, that we actually realize first that we are not pure in and of ourselves and that we no longer see ourselves as pure in and of ourselves, but then we turn to Jesus Christ for salvation, that he would wash us from our filthiness. And I think it's really beautiful when we do that, um, when we when we can recognize uh, that the whole story of redemption is people who recognize that they are not pure and that they need they need a savior. And uh, yeah, Jesus is um, the Lamb of God who uh, bore our sin, who came to wash us from our sin. So I think this is an important concept that oftentimes at large, the reason that people reject Jesus stems from them not realizing that they're not righteous, that they don't end up seeing their own failure and shortcoming and their their sin nature that they need to be saved from. Ephesians five twenty five through 27. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. I really like this passage. It's one of my favorites. Uh, 
Ephesians is such a rich book in general, but um, yeah, the image, the imagery of uh, a bride waiting for her husband and being um, prepared for her husband, I think is a really good image of what we are to be doing as we as we are waiting in anticipation of Christ's second coming and that we that we um are allowing um Jesus to even now in our lives be our savior and our sanctifier and our lord and um yeah i really like uh verse 26 um it says that Jesus might sanctify and cleanse his bride with the washing of the water by his word. Like that's such incredible language that his word, he wants to use scripture. He wants to use his word to sanctify and wash his church. In uh, John chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus is praying to the father for his bride. And he says, Father, sanctify her by your truth. Your word is truth. So you can see by these passages that it's his desire for his church to be sanctified through abiding in his word. Jesus said in John 8, that if you abide in my word, you're my disciple indeed. That if you continue to remain in Jesus' word, his teaching, you'll be the true disciple he desires you to be. Um, it's really important for you and for me to allow his word to conform us to be like him so that we begin to think like him and act like Jesus and allow him to purify us just as we read in first John 3 that as we have this hope in us for his coming that we purify ourselves even to the extent to which he is pure that we're we're aiming after being pure like he's pure so that we can be close to him in fellowship, even now that we can taste that and experience that. Um, shoot. So really, what the Lord is seeking to do in us is that we would behold him and that we would um, see him rightly through his word and that we would wait in anticipation for his coming that we would um recognize that in and of ourselves we're not pure but as we turn to jesus he washes us and he removes the filth from us and he makes us ready for that day when we see him when we trust in jesus christ um he's the one who saves us by his power and he will make us ready for that day that's his goal and that's what he's looking for. I think that what we need to be willing to do to be able to allow Jesus to, to work this in our lives is one that we set our focus on Jesus himself, that we um, choose to have the Lord always set before us, just like David did. Uh, and then just practically also choosing to be in the word, making the word a priority in our lives that we are abiding in his word and his words abiding in us. And we're being faithful to allow him to use his word to purify us as his bride and to prepare us for uh, his coming. So Jesus, I ask that you purify your church 
I know that you're excited about your second coming and um, coming to receive your bride. And I pray, Lord, that you would purify us in this time between that coming and now. And yeah, that when you, Jesus, come, that we would be ready and waiting and uh, purified. Jesus, we love you. I ask that you do this in all of us and that you would just continue to help us to behold you and to have a passion for your word, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.